Oh, wow. Love. I love live episodes. <laughs> Not stressful at all. No, everything's <laughs> fine. Uh, okay. Um, in this live episode, Halloween episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk with Amy McCall, Don Kurtigich, Kat Ellis, and Rosie Talbot about their short stories from the anthology A Taste of Darkness. everybody welcome to fictional hangover a podcast about young adult and new adult and sometimes other books series authors voice actors and illustrators that is full of spoilers i'm amanda and i have the scariest fucking teeth and i'm afraid that they're gonna come out <laughs> and i'm claire and i'm waiting for those scary fucking teeth to come out and today we're going to talk with amy mccord don kurtigich kat ellis and rosie talbot about their short stories from the anthology a taste of darkness which we all have in some various forms in our first mine's back there you probably can't see it it's too dark <laughs> standard disclaimer if you haven't read this book, what is wrong with you? Go get it right now and read it. Please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read and don't want to be spoiled, too bad because we're live. <laughs> if you haven't read but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show and these amazing authors so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Yay! <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be doing a Halloween episode of Fictional Hangover again. It's amazing. These are our favorite episodes. Any excuse to dress up. Any excuse to dress up with a bunch of creeps. Yay! <laughs> oh, and this time we're really lucky because, I mean... It wouldn't be a Halloween episode without Don Kurtigich if uh, you saw our puppets and then us reenacting what our puppets were doing. It wouldn't be a Halloween episode without Don Kurtigich. But also Amy and Kat have joined us for the past couple of years. And now we have a new friend, Rosie Talbot, that we dragged on to join us too. Yay! Yay! Thanks for coming, everyone. And we are covering 16 Souls next month. Spoilers! Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So, Claire, what are your initial thoughts about only these four stories? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> Thanks for the nightmare, Fuel. Appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> So, okay, I'm really struggling with these teeth, but they're not coming out. They are. I, I think Pike's teeth are just for the win. They have to stay, even if <laughs> even if your tongue gets bloody. Just it's the price you have to pay. You know, it actually it's actually the inside of my lip that is probably going to get bloody, but it's fine. You do it all. You you know, it's it's all for the live. It's fine. The effect. What? Just it's just adding to the overall effect. Yeah. None, yeah, none of this is CG. We don't no. we don't buy into all of that that, that computer jiggery. If, oh, it's cool. not real blood. It's not blood. <laughs> it would be really great if like if I did just start bleeding from the mouth and it just starts oozing down. It would be really good. 
Let's see. Not for you. That wouldn't be great for you. It would be everyone else, though. (laughs) Doing it for the content, Amanda. Do it for the content. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I will. I will do it for the content. Oh my goodness. So this episode, everyone who's listening right now, we're going to try to do a sort of a mashup of a regular episode of Fictional Hangover, plus our bonus episodes. So just, you know, go along with it, because that's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go in order of the stories in the anthology. So that means Rosie's story is first. Rosie, can you tell us about your story? In you can be as spoilery as you want to. Ooh, do you know I've never had to introduce it in a way that's spoilery before. So it's it's called How to Disappear, and it's inspired by the creepy woods near my house and my love of the dark things that lurk in the earth that will absolutely eviscerate you. And in it's set in a fictional village, a fictional Sussex village called Gore. Which I feel like it's always a bad sign generally when the village is called Gore. <laughs> probably probably a hint of what's to come. And there's a character called Finch whose secret boyfriend that he's worried about has lost his brother the year before, uh, seven years before, because every seven years in Gore, a boy goes missing. And it's tied in with Finch's dad actually i know i can give spoilers but i'm just you know i'm pulling pulling them here and uh, (laughs) it's a weird feeling but go with it it's you you start giving your spoilers out you'll suddenly go oh it's a relief it is so everybody thinks that finch's dad killed him but there was no evidence so his dad left town and everybody kind of has ostracized finch and his artist mother in the community but they have nowhere else to go so they stayed there and he's secretly dating this boy and he's determined that this is going to be the year that he uncovers the truth except finch knows the truth of what happened and he really doesn't want his boyfriend to go into the woods because he thinks he's the next target for these dark creatures, which are never named in the story. I never wanted to specifically say whether they were fae or not. It's, it's, I wanted to keep it kind of loosey-goosey. And Finch's boyfriend, Theo, with his friends, Rory, decide they're gonna go monster hunting in the woods. So the vast majority of the short story takes place in the creepy, creepy woods as the boys stalk the monsters or rather are stalked by the monsters and it has a bit of an open ending as to exactly quite what goes down. Ooh. I know, but I couldn't help it. Oh, no, I love open-ended stories. They're the best. Me too. Oh, so good. They're so good. <laughs> also, I really dug the um, sexy relationship between our two boys. They're, I was very swoony. I was a little, it was a little bit... It, I didn't mean for it to be a little bit sexy. I was like, I gotta build this relationship really quickly, <laughs> really quickly, because I have five thousand words. So, yeah, that's, that's where belt scene came from, right? You can't just grab just somebody's belt. belt. <laughs> you can't do that and not be sexy. That's amazing. Um, I really loved the. I loved the ending and like being absorbed, and you know, like becoming a creepy tree tree monster like yes i'm here for that i'm here for that i would love to get sucked in and become some sort of creepy 
thing. That is your life ambition. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you're right. Village of Gore, it can be arranged. Oh, okay. <laughs> do I have to murder anyone? What we have to do is form a, a council, okay. and then we need to declare a village, and then we need to get people to move in. Then we can get the creepy fear to come in. It's a lot of planning. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, we can work on that. I think it's possible. We just gotta, we gotta rally. Yeah, you know, convince, convince the dark, scary fae that it's worth moving in and sacrificing people horribly in the woods. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like Which is like their favorite thing anyway. So for them, it's basically a holiday. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Rosie, I'm so glad you were able to join us for this too, because like I said earlier, you're like, you're new. You're new to the show. You're a new friend and you already fit in so well. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy about that. Cool. All it takes is a bit of human sacrifice and you're in. Yes. <laughs> and that is a compliment. I'm sure that's how Amanda means it. Of course I do. <laughs> you guys should all know me by now. <laughs> Rosie gets a pass, I can't stop like looking at you, Amanda. Like your, especially like the whole eye thing. It's like just such a creepy. It's the lips that are getting me. Like the kind <laughs> of Joker meets Scary Mermaid thing is like really working for me. It's Thank incredible. You. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just glad that I already don't have eyebrows, so I didn't have to do any work to make them disappear. Bonus. <laughs> it is a bonus. It's really good for cosplay. Oh, bad news, everyone. Sharon in the chat has just said that her Sunday sacrifice has been cancelled due to rain. She's very disappointed. Oh, <sighs> Typical is... British weather spoiling our human sacrifice. Ruining the fun. <laughs> okay, so does anyone have anything that they want to add about Rosie's story or should we move on to Amy's story? I would like to add that I had the sudden urge to get a giant hammer and bury in somebody, and I don't know if that's an impulse control thing and I need to seek therapy, or I've just read a lot of fiction. I mean, it could just be practice in case they come after you, and you're like, you got to make sure it's an iron hammer. Yeah. But exactly, exactly. And that some very sexy person sexually puts it in your belt. <laughs> such a good scene like, people, like no one can take me seriously right now with the way that i sound but that was such a good scene i had to like writing that scene i had to be like okay i have to somehow make this a little bit sexy like make you know kind of build the relationship between these boys but at no point can theo touch the met the metal part of this hammer yeah. So I'm like, do we have a hammer? So I'm not, I'm not kidding. I like got people to wear a belt and kind of <laughs> we could get a hammer in a belt without touching the metal part. I mean, like, is this realistic? It's, it's possible. It's also, you can't trust someone flirting with you because if you live by a forest and there are weird legends, you then everyone who finds you attractive is immediately suspicious because of that story. Yeah. If anyone tries to oh. put a hammer down your belt, just run away. Because... <laughs> I usually do. Yeah. No. <laughs> I feel like if you're going into the woods and some someone just has a an iron hammer and is like, we're just gonna take this with us. Be be suspicious. <laughs> I can't be, be suspicious of any murder wood. Any yeah. wood involving a lot of murder. Be suspicious. Yeah, it's good advice. Yeah. 
Okay, let's move on to Amy's story, which, I mean, I love the title of this one, The House of Teeth, because, I mean, if you know anything about fictional hangover, you know about my weird obsession with teeth, so. No. (laughs) What? That's a shock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the title was the first thing that came to me. I was talking to Mia, and of course, she'd got this beautifully polished idea about, you know, Polish grandmother, Polish forest, and it was all very perfect for her. And I was like, I've got nothing. What am I going to write for this thing? And I was like, I could write a story called The House with Teeth. And Mia was like, that's gross. Where did that come from? I said, I don't know. But since you had such a visceral reaction to it, I'm going to do it. Um, And I just, it just came from there. I was like, why would a house have teeth? That's very strange. Um, so you can, like Rosie's, I kind of left it a little open so you can determine yourself exactly what the house does to people. But essentially, Violet is um, holding a Halloween party um, at her house, which is also the night of her 18th birthday. And um, there's a treasure hunt as part of this party. Um, and this is usually where the I, I say a dot, dot, dot. But I'm going to give you the little spoilers now, which feels weird. Um, and it does transpire that Violet um, is working on behalf of the house because... Every generation in the house needs to consume somebody. Um, and Violet, up to a point, is um, up for this plan um, until she realises that the really hot boy um, is the person that she is going to be consumed. And she starts to have doubts. Can I actually, it doesn't matter that he's a hot boy, can I actually give somebody else's life for my own family's curse? Um, and that's where the story ends, where Violet makes her decision about that. Oh, and it was such a good ending. Which people are quite angry about. They were like, no, push the boy in. Although some people did message me and say, the boy's really hot. Actually, I would do it. Um, which I think is a bad life choice. Do not jump into the wall just because the boy is hot. Jump into the wall because you, you know, are making some great sacrifice. Um, and somebody said to me, like, you, you know, <clears throat> was asking me about the whole family curse thing. And I said, well, you've got to, it's up to you whether the curse ends now that Violet's made that sacrifice, whether it just carries on and her little sister's got this burden that her children will have to make that choice um so sorry to bring her on a little downer with that i feel like with a short story you can kind of like the meaner books i think are quite optimistic i think a lot of us in the short stories kind of took free reign with that like i think rosie's went to darker places and i've seen rosie's writing go before and we kind of have i mean we know that dawn and cat are just like <laughs> to the talk anyway and they did not disappoint um but i, I don't know i don't know how you felt rosie because our books normally have that slightly kind of more cozy vibe to them as well did you feel that the short story just allowed you to go into some different places yeah i think with 16 souls and 12 bones there's because of the found family aspect of the kind of group of ghosts and kids who are kind of doing stuff it, there's always going to be that slightly wholesome slightly kind of you know I, I have characters that I really like I like them I don't want bad things to happen to them I think with Finch and Theo I just I'm like I mean okay boys it ain't gonna end well and I appreciate that you exist uh, but I'm gonna put you through hell and I don't care <laughs> I'm just gonna have because you've only existed in my brain for like two days I can let you go it's cool Welcome to the um, dark side. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how Dawn and Cat feel just all the time about all of the characters. <laughs> we're going to give them hell no matter how long the book is, no matter how you know much we love them, we're still going to like rip the readers' hearts out because that's what we do. Um, yeah, I my problem was I always knew that that was how it was going to end. That this family member, even before I knew who they were, that they were going to step into the wall. That it was their family's curse, and they were taking that on. 
And then I did start to like Violet and I was like, oh no, I really still need this story to go that way. And Kev was trying to find ways out of it for her. Like, you know, could like her mom get shoved into the wall? Because it's like her, she's the older generation. It's kind of more her fault. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to see this thing through. This is how this was always meant to be. So it did, it did hurt a little bit, um, <laughs> but not as much as it would hurt, you know, after three books with Mina and the gang. Um, it would hurt more to hurt them. I have to warn you, um, all of you, that Lauren James did write in several places no not that character why why do you keep doing this to me so you do have a little bit of that to look forward to in the third meter book oh my gosh (laughs) that makes i I, I would like to say with the short story picture this arson that that bloody house what is is gonna rise what is gonna rise though from like the burning embers of that house like what are you gonna release into the world so many souls is it yeah, worth the it, risk? I just don't yes. know. Like, is this you weird? You freeing the souls. Of, like, burn thing. Like, you know how well this worked in Anna dressed in blood. Like, burning the house down doesn't <laughs> doesn't normally do the trick, does it? That, like, also, the house the can kids. turn liquid. House can turn liquid, so it would just dis- extinguish the fire. It would just like yeah, smoke. it would yes. yeah, it would probably actually just throw the fire back in your face, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, Don yeah. has it right. Like Don could think like this house. I that, really that house is a joke. That, that house. house needs to pay. What? What else? Okay. What about woodlice? You know, can we infest <laughs> it? Woodlice, well, eat it from the inside. It. You want to eat people? So fine. We'll get insects oh, to see yeah. you because you're a jerk. <laughs> that house is a complete jerk. And I will say, in my mind, I had the Adams family mansion as the house. It's so funny. I wrote it. I mean, when did I write it? Gosh, a long time ago. And then Wednesday came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is quite similar vibes." And then I think they pitched um, Yaz in like when she's pitching um, stuff to do my my story. She um she says that it's like Wednesday meets whatever. And I was like, "I did it first. Oh, why does this always happen? <laughs> you do something that you think is really unique, and then somebody comes along and makes a big Netflix series about it." It's just well, it's a mix of better amy it wasn't the wednesday uh that adam's family okay. vibes i got it was original 90s yeah. angelica houston vibes mm. okay I, I think that's better actually i like those vibes yeah yeah <laughs> i just want to say i want to go to a party thrown by amy mccaw because <laughs> really there is so like, much singing and so much good food and like everybody's just belting out random 80s and 90s songs like yes that's the but, kind of party that i want to have but a chandelier might like decapitate you or that's not the first fine. time yeah is, that, is it worth the risk <laughs> yes. it is if i can stand like at the top of a banister and sing journey <laughs> i'm there imagine you don't need to go to like, a party to do that you have that freedom that's true i could just go upstairs and, and do can that you please right do it whilst with your teeth your full costume on yeah Yes. I think you could definitely actually. Can you be the host of one of my parties? Like, I'll create the venue. You can host it. Yes. I'll not be there. I'll be like in some safe location watching (laughs) someone stream or something. Yeah. Okay. We we can do that. It's fine. It sounds like a good plan. (laughs) I'll be there. Everyone needs to be there. Cheese cubes and pickled onions on a stick. That's where I'll be. Height of sophistication. Mm. I honestly, I felt it felt like it was a buffet from a family do back in the nineties. All it needed I just was sit there and think, What did we used to eat in the nineties? They made me take some of them out too because they weren't universally known enough. Like I, I can't remember which ones it was, but some I think were a bit Yorkshire, and they were if like, you, what? "If you didn't have the sausages, the full sausages with the slit, and then the cheesy mash piped in, which I've told Amanda about a million times, she's like, that yeah. cannot be true." 
then it's not a proper yeah. northern buffet. It can be true, yeah. It can. Um, I mean, Classic we used to have orange wrapped in foil with little cocktail sausages as well. like Cocktail sausage cocktail. hedgehog. Yeah. You sent yeah. me a picture of that once, Claire. This is still a lot of sausage in Northern Pipe. <laughs> Everything's cubed. <laughs> yep, we put them in Yorkshire puddings under the sticks, you know. Mm-hmm. If anybody comes in at the wrong point during the live, live stream, they're going to be like, what kind of northern parties is she talking about? <laughs> You've got to have your classy volivants. Just for the context, children's parties, everything is fine. Yeah, children's <laughs> no one's going to get sacrificed at all, we swear. No, it's not in a demon house. No, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I think we need to move on to Kat's story, The Visiting Grey. Yes, The Visiting Grey is based on a Welsh legend called the Murray Lloyd, um, which if you don't live in Wales, you won't have heard of. Um, So it's the legend, the, the real legend, not the one that I've sort of pinched and modified for my own purposes, but the real legend is... Um, it's like a, a spirit wearing a horse's skull for a mask and a veil, um, which goes door to door during midwinter nights, knocking on doors for hospitality. It's actually, I mean, it like sings songs and you're supposed to sing one back at it. It's all sort of in good, you know, trick or treat style spirit. But for my purposes, I decided to make it a bit more sinister. So in the story, we have a, a babysitter called Gemma who's just moved to this creepy little Welsh village in the middle of nowhere. Um, and she's babysitting for this equally creepy little boy called James, um, who tells her about this you know, local superstition that she assumes is just a superstition. And she's never heard of it before. Um, the Murray Lloyd who comes knocking on the door. And if you if you lock the door, if you try and lock it out and you don't offer it food and hospitality if you don't invite it in then it it will take your soul to the underworld um so she's obviously like come on you're eight i'm not listening to you so uh she completely ignores james's warnings and just assumes that when she starts to hear eerie singing outside and strange knocking at the window uh that it's just you know somebody local playing a prank or you know the wind the wind (laughs) not the wind (laughs) It's it's for a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the wind is always up to mischief. But she um, soon realises, of course, that the Mary Lloyd is not just, you know, a a kid's story that he's heard at school. It's very real and that she is very much in danger because she decides to lock it out. But that doesn't stop the Mary Lloyd. And it all ends badly for Gemma. (laughs) Just be polite. That's the theme, isn't it? Things don't. Are there any of the stories where things end really well and like they're really happy at the end of it? I actually can't think yeah. of one. Yes. None of ours. None of ours. The party. <laughs> the party has quite a positive yeah. ending. Yeah, it does actually. Not not for everyone, but yeah, most of the characters oh. are alright by the end of that. <laughs> not for it the future either. Not for the future. I would mm. argue Rachel's a little bit as well. Yeah. Again, not for most people, but for certain people, <laughs> it's ending. It's ending okay for them. I would argue as well that something wicked, um, ha- you know, happens. Liberation, freedom of oppression, independence. Bye, daddy. <laughs> but is there anything worse, honestly, than being sucked into marriage? I don't know. Devour. <laughs> 
but he's was, got a cool mask, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was very tempted to to do that as my costume this evening, but didn't manage to lay my hands on a horse's skull, unfortunately. <laughs> Can you imagine if Kat had just taken the mask off? It's a way to me, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crafty enough for such things. <laughs> I thought about doing that one. I thought about doing that one, but I did a similar cosplay. I don't even remember what book that was for. Um, was that Emma Linda Barabay's? Yes. Story. We were monsters. Yes. But we my, were monsters, my friend yeah. has a 3D printer, and I'm, I saw them today, and they were like, oh, "If there's anything you want 3D printing," I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> I don't think they expect you to say a life-size horse head. To be fair. I don't think it would be out of that, you know, the yeah. realm of being unexpected. <laughs> they offered. Kitty cat. Yeah, I, I apologize. She keeps cruising by, but Aww. she will start hissing and growling if I touch her. Well, thank goodness <laughs> it's not a Dalmatian puppy. Whew. Yeah, Indeed. that would not go well today. <laughs> it's not that kind of <laughs> live stream. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about sacrifice. I was about yeah. to say, we are talking an awful Actual lot about sacrifice, sacrifice today. <laughs> yeah, we sacrifice it. people, not puppies. Puppies are good. <laughs> Kitties are good. People? <laughs> dubious. Dubious, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I think it's what I loved about Cat Story is it's basically being like, don't be rude to host. Like, you have to be a good host. Don't be rude. You know, Amy, take notes for your party. You've got to, like, welcome people in, even if they're a creepy spirit that likes to kidnap and murder people. You're just going to give the benefit of the doubt. Or, you know, like, do you want these tiny, like, sausages with, like, weird <laughs> like, I've, I've made you a novel spread. You're welcome. I feel like that's that's what the story's telling us. I feel like if you combine your stories, it would be really like go really wrong, wouldn't it? Can you imagine like Louis's story plus mine plus cats just all mashed together? Yes, and I want it. <laughs> me too. I know, when me and Amanda were talking about, uh, we talk offline all the time, and uh, we were talking about the stories, and uh, we were talking about cats, and every single thing I was saying was just fuck that creepy ass kid. No, <laughs> fuck that creepy ass kid. Sacrifice Sac him. Yeah, he is terrifying. Like, you Sacrifice him, get your Xbox game and get out. Yeah. To be fair to James, right, and I have to just say at this juncture that he was named after a student that I did a school visit with, and he asked to be, you know, for a character to be named after him. And I said, I will absolutely name a character James as long as you agree that he can be really creepy. So, <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> he used his name. Hells, yeah. Um, but James in the story isn't as bad as his parents who completely just set the whole thing up, set Gemma up to die and left their eight-year-old kid to kind of like shove her into the mouth of Mary Lloyd, basically. Yeah. So I think James oh. is pretty well considering his parents. I 100% I agree. I, I do. You know, his upbringing <laughs> cannot be great because his parents are jerks. So many jerks in this anthology. But the, problem, the thing is, though, the parents aren't there to take... The Murray Lloyd, like instead mm -hmm. of me, and if it's between me and this creepy little ass kid, then the creepy little <laughs> ass kid's gonna get it. I will open that door. I will find a closet that has a lock on it. I will lock myself in the closet inside a locked room. You know, I'll take some snacks. You know, I'll grab. <laughs> I'll take my switch in with me and keep myself entertained because you know, you know, it's gonna be a bit dark. And then just let the Murray Lloyd get the kid, 
And then that will teach the parents a lesson. You've had such training, though, Claire and Amanda. Like, all the would-you-rathers, your senses must be, like, honed for this kind of situation. Whereas I think, like, a typical YA character definitely just wants it to not be true, don't they? So they spend the whole time trying to, like, it's not real. You two would be like, you would survive, I'm sure, one of our hearts. I I would never jump to the conclusion that it's the wind. I'd be like, shit, it's a ghost. (laughs) Immediately. Immediately. Oh years ago, years ago, we had an earthquake in Britain and it was rubbish. If you unless you were down south where you might have had a toppled over chair in the garden yeah. and yeah. up north, my washing went and that was it. And I woke <laughs> up and instantly it, <laughs> I turned to my husband, I went, It's a ghost. He went, Shut up, class. <laughs> Bear in mind, I am massively skeptical, yeah. and I've never really witnessed any kind of spooky thing. And I've been on ghost. I'm going on a ghost hunt next week, but yeah. I've never witnessed anything spooky. But instantly, I will always jump to the conclusion it's a ghost. <laughs> I would be like, it's a ghost, and then skip along with it. Oh, Let's heck go yeah. together. Okay, I've decided what's going to happen if either. Amanda or Claire are babysitting James. I think the parents are going to get home thinking it's been successful, and they're going to find you all on the couch, w- like with the the horse <laughs> on the switch. And James would be like, "Yeah, it didn't didn't work. Um, they they just let him in, and now we're friends." <laughs> yeah, gave it a Mars bar, and now it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Mars bar, the last pitch Mars bar that really made me smile. Like I was like, "Damn it, it's too late for a Mars bar." <laughs> <laughs> I can just see handy. that happening though. Like it would be, it, it, that was very cinematic. Like you could just see the little mail flap opening yeah. and then the yeah. tiny little mail flap <laughs> coming through. Like, but it's like shaking because you're terrified while you're putting it through. I love it. And then it comes back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. like the rapper. <laughs> just kind of like. Uh, imagine if it was a bounty, then you'd definitely get it. <laughs> I love a bounty. Oh, well, that makes one. What about bounty? Someone tell the only American. A bounty here. is a desiccated coconut. I'm going to send you some, um, because you said you like almond joys, so you'll probably yeah. like these. Okay. It's desiccated coconut wrapped, like covered in dark chocolate. That sounds amazing. Even yeah, I know you'll love it. You'll love it. I'll send you some for Christmas. I quite like I'll, it in small amounts. Whispers. I do need more whispers. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> we have to band together and send Amanda like our favorite UK stuff. Please do. That would be amazing. And then I can yeah, send you okay, all American garbage. <laughs> yeah, you can send one. one to each of us. <laughs> yeah. And the shipping will be a thousand dollars. It's worth yeah. it. I did that with it's my useful. Canadian friends. Elizabeth Sagewood sent me a load of um, maple syrup flavored things. It was awesome. Oh. Like literally, so much stuff in Canada's maple syrup flavored. It was. It was good. And maple leaves on everything, like bookmarks, keyring. She sent me like the full Canadian tourist experience. It was oh, I love good. it. So, yeah, so we should do the, the reverse for you. Like, we'll think of our favorite. Absolutely. We could have like a north and south section oh. as well. That would be Ooh. so cool. Thank you guys for taking care of me over here since I'm <laughs> all over here by myself. Well, <laughs> the chocolate late. over there is rubbish. Oh, do you know, it's so Hershey's tastes like sour milk or vomit to me. <laughs> It is because really, it, it has a chemical in it that is the same chemical that you find in vomit. That's a fact. You can Google it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's also it's really, really <laughs> sweet. 
so I feel bad. like we've we, we segued oh, onto like ha- Halloween candy now as well. Shall we dive into Dawn's before we, we start? Going we do, into the yes. Rant. We'll have to circle back to vomit flavored Halloween candy. <laughs> we definitely will. Okay, so Dawn, tell us about And the Waters Crept In. So I also took a local Welsh legend because that was the initial pitch for the anthology was that you would take a local legend and kind of reimagine it. So we follow this young girl, Ornia, who's an Irish immigrant and she comes to Gwydar Castle in um, Wales, which is just gorgeous. And she's there to be a washerwoman, essentially. And when she's shown her room, this disembodied, sexy male voice starts talking to her. And it turns out to be, and Kat, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, please correct me, but Aaron, is that it? Aaron? Okay. Like, <laughs> the, the, the Lord of the Underworld um, manifests himself to her and he's trying to get her to be free and, you know, be accept him, basically. And um, she's got these horrible people working with her, bullying her and belittling her. So eventually she does accept his help and his love. And it's a complete trick. And I feel like we were sort of mind reading each other with all of these stories because it turns out that he's tricked her to take his place. And it's kind of like a chain letter situation. And she becomes the queen of the underworld. Um, and he's like, yay, I'm free. I'm mortal again. Um, and But then she walls him up in you know, where he died, basically. And he it's dies in the wall. So, so I feel like let's do that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's talking- like, she's... She's dragged up the chimney into a watery death. Oh, it's so good. You're in the background right now. Yeah. <laughs> so good. With the little pike's teeth. <laughs> we were talking about like how none of the stories had happy endings. And I'm like, hello, she's the queen of the underworld now. That's an amazingly happy ending. Yeah, but imagine you like you've been trapped for centuries and then you're like, yes, I'm free, but then you reanimate where your corpse was buried and it's behind a freaking wall. And then your victim essentially sends in the waters to make you molder into mushrooms. It's kind of not great. Unless you like after centuries, you would have thought about this a bit more. (laughs) Maybe you didn't know where he was buried. Because the the myth of the real story is that a a girl, a working girl, had an affair with one of the lords and he killed her and chopped her up and buried her behind the wall. So that was kind of the actual lore of this place. You can go see the room and see the wall. (sighs) That just sounds like typical, like aristocratic houses in the UK there's always a dead body in some wall for some reason and some ghost in a white dress always oh yeah always (laughs) yeah you should work in the National Trust properties and luckily like none of the properties I ever worked in were haunted but in a way I'm kind of sad but I do think I was quite pragmatic about my job and if I had encountered a ghost I would have been just like ugh go back to bed Sandra I've got work to do With your haunting and your white ghosty dresses. I you know, I'm trying to make this antique here. Just give me room. Yeah, come on, aren't you tired? This is so old. I know, right? It's just like Ain't nobody got time for this. Nobody's got time to be by a creepy river king and then you know tricked into becoming a river goddess yeah but i just love the parallels between all the stories right because there was a fingernail in yours 
there's a fingernail in mine ripped out on the floorboards. Yeah, there is in Cynthia's as well. Why did we all go to like these weird and creepy places? I think we were like channeling each other because also my thing buried behind a wall, yours, Amy, jumps into a wall. Yeah. No. Mia and I, as we read it, we were like, this has got some really nice themes. And a few people have asked me about like the thematic like quality of the book. I was like, yeah. And we completely worked separately. There you go. We need to be like, yes, that was all cleverly orchestrated and planned. <laughs> such geniuses. Totally <laughs> did it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, it's not even just like your stories as well that the theme continues because the amount of body swaps that take place. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> there was the fingernail, oh, the really gross one in um, Cynthia Murphy's Till Death, Death Do His Part. Oh, yeah. She finds a fingernail on her bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's loads, absolutely loads. I will say, Coral, one of our super fans, um, she has been obsessively texting me over one particular story, and it's actually uh, Melinda Salisbury, St. Clover. Like, she's been texting me images of what keeps coming in her mind about the flowers that keep coming out of her mouth. And I'm oh. like, oh, that's fantastic. You know, she's, she's just obsessed over these images and like it's just constant <laughs> theming within all of them that there's just things just bursting out of people body swapping <laughs> taking place jerks everywhere and it's just creepiness it's just it's such if it was unintentional it's been a fantastic unintentional theme that's taken place yeah. which has meant that the anthology has been cohesive yeah and it works so well it's amazing Okay, so shall we move on? Shall we play Would You Rather now? Yes. yes. Is it time? It's time. Oh God! Why do we have that? It's really loud, and I've I held it so far away from the mic too. That was disgustingly loud. Sorry, everyone. You're deaf now, but it's time to play Would You Rather. <laughs> So we asked on social media, would you rather read an anthology of spooky short stories by several of your favourite authors or one horror novel by one of your favourites? I'm really surprised by the results. On Facebook, 60% said anthology. On Instagram, 55% said anthology. And TikTok, 75% said anthology. So guys, you just have to go short stories and you're fine. Just kick out those 5,000 words. It's easier to write them, so I'm all for that. There you go. I write my short stories. Before we start answering, we've got some listener comments for you. So Colin on Facebook said, right now I'd go for an anthology, please. Stories by my favourite authors? Check. Stories by new authors that might turn into favourites? Check. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say no to a new Joe Hill book, but anthology would hit a sweet spot right about now. That's a good answer. Can I borrow that like when I'm pitching the next anthology, please? Go for it. Go for it. Um, Drew on Facebook said, some of my favorite horror books are short story anthologies, so it's a no-brainer for me. And Vincent on Facebook said, anthology for me. I have a short attempt. Squirrel. <laughs> Bree on Facebook said, I want to say anthology because I want to support a variety of authors and flavors, but much like candy, I always prefer the one flavor package of Reese's pumpkins over the variety pack bags of fun size bars with the gross almond joys, which I wanted to fight her about because I love an almond joy. 
<laughs> Annie on Facebook said anthologies are great because you can read a story in a short time and if one doesn't work for you, you can move on to the next. TJ Puritt's author on Instagram said, I have a recently birthed appreciation for short stories, so I'll go with that for the present. And lastly, we have Glim Glam Jen on Instagram. No! Panic! I'm scared of spooky stories. I'll read the short stories because at least the terror is over faster. Now, I would argue the terror may be over faster, but it's more intense because it has to ramp up straight away and hit hard. I think and I'm one after the other. Yeah, yeah. You think you've escaped one, but it's like falling from one nightmare into the next. <sighs> exactly, exactly. Fingernails falling off everywhere. Body swapping happening. The fear coming what out fun? of the woods. Look, I'm here for it. <laughs> mushrooms, mushrooms and scary mushrooms. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Dawn, what do you say? I would like specifically a full-length novel of each of the stories in this anthology. Because I wanted more. Not this. demanding it at all. Love it. So get started, all of you. <laughs> all right, Kat, what about you? I would go for the anthology. I, I like a sort of story tapas, which I think is what you get. Oh, I like that story tapas. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, Rosie, what do you say? I love an anthology, specifically a horror anthology. I think there's something about horror stories that lend themselves so well to that format that, you know, I think most other genres, I'd be like, oh, I'm a bit torn. But when it comes to horror, I just I love an anthology. If if somebody publishes a horror anthology, I, I will buy it. Every time I will read it all year round, I love them. Okay, Amy, yeah. what about you? I'm going to vote anthology as well mainly because I'm promoting one. Look, everybody buy it. Um, but also, <laughs> because um, it's just 13 opportunities to get an insight into 13 twisted brains as opposed to one. Um, and like, I think, was it Colin who said in the um, comment Facebook comments, it's just that opportunity to visit favourite authors and then find new ones, I just think is great. And especially adult horror, I'm a big scaredy cat, so if it's too much for me, I can kind of reset with each story, so it seems a little bit more accessible. Like, I think if I've got a whole novel that takes me to a really dark place, I sometimes struggle, but little pockets of dark places, fine. It's like a taster menu for the authors. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, Has anybody come across, the, is it Creature Feature that's on Amazon at the moment? That's a, like a novella by, I think there's one by Joe Hill, one by Grady Hendrix, um, a few other, Paul Tremblay, some amazing authors. And I'm really enjoying them because it was a whole novel. I think I'd be too scared, but each of them, I just get to a point where I almost can't cope. And then the next one starts and I'm back down to zero. So yeah, anthology, definitely. See, I want to go with a full-length novel, but kind of like Dawn, I want a full-length novel from each of you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be these stories. I just need more. I mean, you can't really see my shelves right here right now, but they're all decked out with all of your books. <laughs> so we just need to add more to it. It's a great <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate all. it. <laughs> and then I get more characters to cosplay. So, but I guess I would get a lot of characters to cosplay in an anthology too. You've got at least thirteen stories for inspiration in this one. That's at true. least that's true. I still don't think you're going to top Gary Oldman. I'm sorry, but you were just like so sexy as Gary Oldman. It's ridiculous. Like, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, I love that. As Gary Oldman from Dracula was just like a sight to behold, like, honestly. It was very, very attractive. 
and like reenacted scenes. <laughs> can you do it, please? I don't know. Can you do it in those teeth and still be sexy? I don't, I don't think I can. <laughs> but I did crack up laughing every time then too, so it would be okay. I don't have a palm frond to hide behind or anything right now. So. You've got a lettuce sleeve. Hide behind your lettuce sleeve. I don't have a lettuce sleeve. My charred lettuce leaf that I get to hide behind. No. I love that we always talk about that, Amy. (laughs) It's on my mind quite regularly. It's your Roman Empire. (laughs) Exactly, that's it. It brings out feelings that people just don't realise and others just... Yeah, confusing feelings, definitely. (laughs) I mean, I did feel very handsome. Very, very handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Claire, did you answer this question? I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to say anthology just because I love an anthology. Like like we've said, you've got old favourites and new favourites. But I also tell people who, you know, you read in book club groups and stuff, people like, oh, I've struggled to get back into reading. And I remember when I first went to university and I did my English degree way back in the dark ages, I had to read all this stuff that I didn't want to read for three years. Uh, technically four because I did my master's afterwards and I just struggled to get back into finding what I wanted to read and what my tastes were at that point of having spent four years reading so much other stuff and I just devoured anthologies because it meant I could find like authors I knew I'd already previously liked but then it meant I could find those new ones and it got my love of reading back and stirred and it reminded me what I do and what I don't like and how my taste has changed and evolved from having to take that time out for my education to read because you had to read so much and at the time audiobooks were not as easy to get hold of and they were all abridged so it's not as if I could just plug my ears in and then read the books that way and be done with like three years worth of reading in a a week it didn't happen, it was cassette tapes if anybody knows what Mm. a cassette tape is Mm. (laughs) (laughs) ancient relics ancient relic at cassette tapes I listened to Sabriel on cassette tapes oh wow (sighs) it was quite a visceral experience I do own one single cassette tape which I have used as a prop it's got nothing (laughs) on it but I've used it as a prop for photos usually with Scully Joe involved because I can't remember why he was going no I think it was something to do with him he's it probably was. It sounds like something I would have done, like a, like some <laughs> '90s reference has taken Scully Joe down a dark path. But yeah, he he likes to pause for Amy's books. So yeah, I'm like going to pick anthology. Okay, um, let's move on to our next question. This one matches up very nicely with Rosie's story. Would you rather lure your friend into the woods to give to the Fae or bash them with a hammer so they can't be taken away? A sexy hammer. (laughs) I mean, now you've said sexy hammer. It makes all the difference. Yeah. So, Rosie, how are you going to answer? I mean... I feel like I'd have to pick the first one and lure my friend into the woods because at least they'd have a chance. Maybe, you know, I've lured them into the woods, but maybe they get away. I don't know. Or is if I'm preemptively bashing them with a hammer just, you know, so they can't be taken, then it's definitely a sad ending for them. And for all I know, they might want to be holed up in a kind of underground, <laughs> creepy 
internal tree-like structure with mushrooms and saplings growing through their body as they slowly waste away for the next 20 years to feed the forest. That could have been their dream. And who am I to take that away from them? You know? Don't take their dream away with your sexy hammer. Exactly. (laughs) Plus, I'm pretty sure that because my joints are really bad, if I hit someone in the head with a hammer, I am going to dislocate my shoulder and it does hurt. (sighs) It's just not worth it. So does that too. (laughs) Amy, how do you answer this question? I agree with Rosie. I was thinking about the giving them a chance. And as well, you didn't say what kind of fae. So Rosie's type of fae terrifying, but it could be like the sexy Sarah J Mass fae, right? So that I would totally go for. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, you can fine. tell she's played Would You Rather before. Yeah, <laughs> she's I mean, learning. I was so bad when I first started. Like, I don't, Rosie won't know this. Um, but they would ask me questions like, which vampire diaries hottie would you want? And I was like, well, I think that the teacher could probably get a mortgage, so I'd probably marry him. And they're like, you know what, I found this game. That's a very sensible answer, and I appreciate it. I know, all of them are so sensible. And they were like, yeah, but would you like to be a vampire, and would you turn your child into a vampire? I was like, well, I'd wait till he's 18, and we'd sit down and have a conversation. With him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're playing this game wrong. Because consent is important. Yes. See, Kev's told me, Kev um, is really good at answering the would you rather questions on social media. And slowly I've read his ridiculous responses and start to internalise. <laughs> yeah, but his usually involves me. <laughs> He's good. Kev like really thinks outside the box. Like he makes a whole new box, I think, sometimes <laughs> with his answers. And, and he usually involves like, body fluid. Like he hasn't progressed from his like, you know, seven-year-old humour, which I think you two appreciate. <laughs> We do. We really, really do. On the inside, we've got like the maturity of a 12-year-old. Yeah. I often say that I'm 12 on the inside. It's true. It is no, true. you often say you're dead on the inside. Get it right. Oh, yeah. I am dead inside. You're right. You're right. I take it back. <laughs> I'm a creepy dead child on the inside. <laughs> and I've called the Mary Lloyd to come. <laughs> I'm abandoning you to the Mary Lloyd. I am aware. I'm going to take my mask off. I'm going to eat it in the closet. Like, you don't need to be sacrificed, do you, Amanda? You would just be in the like Amanda would already be there. I'll be sacrificed this year. I'm here. Yeah. Hi. Let's go. I honestly would love to just like have a movie night. You know, a few drinks, some snacks with the Mary Lloyd. I think they're under. I think yeah. they're underappreciated. <laughs> Can you imagine if the Mary Lloyd like knocked on the door? And then we opened it and it was just Amy's party. We're like, we're finished. Yeah. 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 I feel so pleased. I think Mary Lloyd would be really good and get into it. Like, I think I think they'd have a good time. Well, I think I think they'd have a great time. I think party of the century. Yeah. <laughs> this needs to happen. These Welsh names gave me some trouble when I was reading. I'm, I'm really bad at reading names, and then and I didn't pronounce it like that when I was reading it. I don't remember what I thought. And the same with your character's Dawn. I think I got those names quite badly wrong. I just ask Kat. I yeah. do it wrong all the time because I just read stuff I never speak. So the Kat, can you help me? Went into the room. And I'm just like, yeah, close enough. okay so Kat how do you answer this question are you going to lure your friend or bash him with a hammer I would lure my friend because I can't see any positives to bashing with a hammer also I would very much get in trouble for doing that whereas if I just lured them into the forest 
and sort of sent them on their way with Faye. Maybe they'll have a good time. Maybe they die and get all mushroomy, but that's not really on me. Whereas <laughs> Hammer, definitely on me. Yeah. And getting rid of the body is actually really hard. So, so I say, is it? I like that. Is I like it? that answer Rosie. right now. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of fluids in there and they're heavy, and which is why most like murdered bodies are found within a certain distance of a road because access is an issue. And you know, that's how people get caught for dispatching humans is humans I'm learning things. I love how with an author you cannot tell whether or not they've planned the murder themselves and executed it, or it's pure Google style research. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think I did a law degree. I don't think there's a law that says that you can't like leave somebody in the woods to be like put into a tree by the fae. So I think you're probably fine if you do that. Like hitting people the hammer bad, you know. If you said to the police, you know, I, I left them in the woods for the fae to eat, I think you'd probably be okay. You might be institutionalized, but you'd be I was about to say you might be locked up either way. Yeah, different kind of lot. Reckless abandonment. Yeah, as long as it's like the cushy kind of locked up, I'd go with that one. Yeah, sure. You're all snuggly in your straight jacket. It's fine. <laughs> Don, how do you answer? Same answer, but purely because I think it's comedy gold. He'd be like, Don, wait, where are you going? And I hide behind a tree and I'm like, Bing a <laughs> It's just comedy gold. Doing it. And also all. because of, you know, all the stuff you guys said. Wait, is your answer genuinely? I'd lure my friends into the woods to give them to the fate for the lols. Is that yes. <laughs> you invite me on a winter walk? My answer is no. I'm not going. I don't think anyone would walk with us at this everyone point. Like, I think we've just <laughs> we've just ruined it, and nobody wants to spend any time with us now. No, Maybe. but they don't know that we're all walking into the woods to sing Journey and eat snacks. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We are the dangerous things in the wood. We are. The <laughs> yeah. We are. We are. To the craft quote, we are the weirdos, mister. Indeed. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, yes. Um, Claire, are you also going to lure your friend into the woods? Like everybody else? Are you finally bashing someone with a hammer? Am I going to be the only one bashing someone with a hammer? <laughs> no, I was going to bash people with a hammer. They can lure themselves. The fear do a fine enough job luring people in. They don't need any help. You know, but people do need a hammer to the head sometimes because, you know, we've said it many times on Fictional Hangover, sometimes, sometimes you've got you to slap, slap a bitch. A bitch. <laughs> sometimes you've got to hammer someone to the head, especially if it's a sexy hammer. Right? You know it's what? the sexy hammer for me. And that's what we're getting in the comments as well, Amanda. We have Annie saying sexy hammer. Um, <laughs> Brie, give them all. No, Brie is going to give them to the fear, let the supernatural creatures do all the work. And Drew, she's going to let them meet the fear because she will feel less bad. Annie, sexy hammer because it's sexy. Oh, right. We all need to get hammers now. We, we do. We're just going to all sexy pose. hammers. I, I thought you were going to say we all need to get hammered now, Dawn. I was like, I mean, also, yeah, hammers. That's also one fun. leads to the other. I feel. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Next, what, would you rather? Next one. Would you rather be crammed into a tiny box or be tied to a chair with a spider on your face? <laughs> all right. Sorry, everyone. I tried to think of like the worst things. Um, and Mia still hasn't read the spider scene. 
even though she co-curated anthology with me because that's one of her particular things she doesn't like. So I could have written anything in that and Mia approved it because she didn't <laughs> want to resource. So what are you going to pick, Amy? You've got to. You did it. It's your I'm fault. I'm pick the nice little cozy cupboard I'd get in there, like torch, book. It may be crushing me slightly, but it's fine. A spider crawling into my offices, no. Cozy reading space, mm -hmm. yeah, fine. I'd go. Oh. I'd go with the cozy cupboard. I don't. I don't really have claustrophobia. Um, and having a small child that's helpful because he does squeeze in some places. Like we went to the <laughs> corner and there's a tunnel thing which is not meant for adults, and I ended up in it, crawling after three year olds just in case he got stuck or like popped out somewhere miles away from me. So yeah, uh, he's tested my claustrophobia to limits. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. All right, Cat. What about you? I would have to go with spider on the face because even though I don't particularly like spiders, I feel like I would be okay just being like, you know, get off. Um, whereas I don't enjoy claustrophobic spaces ever since watching Aliens and the Bishop crawling through that little tube thing. No. So, yeah, being confined in a very tight space would send me off the deep end a lot quicker than a little spider. Okay, Rosie, how about you? I'm also going to go for the spider. I, I actually quite like spiders. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't think being tied to a chair while one is on my face would be my favourite way to say hello, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm going to be fine. And I think, you know, I, also I don't particularly get claustrophobia, but my body does hurt all the time. And I think being in a box would just be painful for me. So I'm going to go for the spider because I'm, I'm just like, hi, friend. Um Hopefully it doesn't bite me. Hopefully it thinks I'm a friend. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Dan, what about you? I'm the same. I'm the same as Rosie. I'm fine with spiders and small. I'm actually a claustrophiliac because I like small spaces, but I'm not as bendy as I once was. So I think spider. I like spiders. I have one. She's dead and encased in amber, but her name's Arain because she is an Arain. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm cleverer than I am. <laughs> That's precious. <laughs> it with confidence and it works. What do you do? Yeah, make it till you make it. I, I, like Rosie and Dawn, I cannot bend. I used to be able to, but the last couple of years, my body has failed me. Um, I miss doing yoga. Am I the only one who would get into a small box? No, I'm going to get in the box too. It's the fact that I physically can't, otherwise, I would. Because honestly, if I could have it like a casket instead, if you want to put me in a cast in a coffin, then I'll do that because at least I can stretch out and I'll have a nap. Because I too <laughs> am an apparent, but I too appreciate a nap. <laughs> Just give it 20 minutes quiet in a dark space perfect mm. oh, yeah rosie yeah. um interviewed me at camp ya and i think all of my answers like you know to the kind of fantastical questions were all just like based on being a parent and needing sleep or needing somewhere quiet and comfortable to sit down <laughs> everybody else was like spaceship in the sky i'm like quiet hole in the ground that's a blanket I went to, on a ghost hunt to Jedburgh Jail and they went, oh, and what we'll do is we'll put everybody into a cell by yourselves. And I was like, oh, will there be a seat? They went, uh-huh. And I turned to my friend and went, I'm having a nap. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. It was a really sweet 20 minutes just, you know, chilling in a cell. Nothing happened. Completely get it with you. Just nice 100%. and quiet. Oh. 
no weird whispering in your ear. Nah, took a few pictures, got some, you know, had my digi recorder up. Nothing happened. I just, you know, I just it's chilled. Just, it was quite nice. It's just the wind. It's just the wind. It's just the wind. Don't worry about I'd it. I'd had a curry before going oh, as wind. well, so it could have actually been a gurgling stomach. So who knows? <laughs> the wind gets blamed for so much. I must be so tired of it all by now. Oh, I would really love. Oh, um, I'm I'm definitely getting in the box, but I don't want a spider on my face. I don't like that. I will like, too many holes on faces. Uh -uh. Yeah, I don't like it. The spider going in somewhere that yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, I know <laughs> someone who collects spiders. He has hundreds of them, and he said spiders are not friendly creatures. He won't let other people handle them because they've got no memory. They they're not a pet like in the traditional sense that they they don't. You know, they, they, they're not there to be handled and the will, they're all, they're not, they cannot be domesticated. And having a spider on your freaking face, nah. Do they have eggs on you? <laughs> yeah, and then they're eyeball? just going to come out at a it's gonna random time. It's going to find the warm places, isn't it, to lay the eggs too. So it's yeah. going to go nostril, ear, mouth. But yeah. if it's a big tarantula, it's not going to get in there. Then I can't know. breathe through my nose. It's going to go in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> You have to think about these things. What if you were in the box and then someone put the spider in the box? No! No! Yeah. No, there is no, no option to see. spider in my box. Okay, have you ever seen Hook? Like with Robin Williams? Yeah. Uh, right, it's yeah. a kids, kids movie, kids movie, and then there's just a pirate who gets put in the boo box, which is just a box, and then they drop... Um, Scorpions in it. Mm -hmm. No, traumatized me as a child. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> One of the greatest movies ever made. We do have some responses in the comments, of, uh, people. Um, Brie, chair with spider, make it a tarantula. The friends. Annie, no spiders. <laughs> Sharon, I'd kiss the spider. Drew, I'll be in the box. Uh, Coral depends on the spider. <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to beat the hell out of them with a shoe, even when they're tiny. And if the husband is home, he's called. He's called to take care of them. Uh, and now they're just planning on building a tree fort. <laughs> and Lydia, um, chair with a spider on my face. No, oh. chair with a spider. Yeah, I thought I was a chair on her face there. No, it's a spider <laughs> on my face. I need my glasses on. Okay, so let's move on to our next question. Let's see. Um, would you rather babysit a creepy kid or hear a stranger whispering your name? Oh, Kat, this one's all yours. So how are you going to answer? Well, I would prefer not to babysit the creepy kid. And you always have the possibility, the hope that the stranger whispering your name could be someone hot. So I'll go with that one. Hello. Okay, Don, how do you answer this one? I think the creepy kid, because if you hear a creepy thing whispering your name, you don't know if you've gone around the bend and there's no one there to check with. So creepy kid, I could just lock him in a cupboard and then eat popcorn. <laughs> like any good babysitter. <laughs> yeah, like I'm strong. Get away from it, just pick it up, put it in the thing. <laughs> feed it Never Harry Potter comment. Yeah. Crash, <laughs> you know? Miles bar under the door. I <laughs> keep referring to the creepy kid as it. <laughs> Don't sound like the perfect babysitter. All is fine. <laughs> Amy, how do you answer? 
I was a teacher for 10 years and I have a three-year-old, so creepy kid would be no problem. I feel like I could, <laughs> I could handle a creepy kid. I, I've been there and done that. All right, Rosie, what about you? I don't want to be responsible for keeping a child alive, no matter whether they're creepy or not. So I'm going to go for the creepy voice because, I mean, I don't know, maybe they just have a breathing problem and they're not trying to be creepy, they're just trying to communicate, you know, or maybe it's a ghost who just wants to hang out and it's like, hey, I'm a bit bored and spectral, do you want to chill? <laughs> we could watch a bit of Netflix, play Xbox, I don't know if I have an Xbox, but I could get one and it would be great, or I could read to them. Um, or, you know, I'm, I also feel like creepy voices are generally easier to avoid and just ignore than any children ever. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to go for a weird, weird, whispery, creepy voice. Same. I don't want to babysit a child. I don't <laughs> care. I mean, I do like creepy kids. Like I said earlier, I am a creepy, you know, 12-year-old dead inside. But I don't want to do that. I would rather hear a stranger whispering my name. That would be very creepy, too, but in a different way, in a better way, I think. I don't, I don't want to bother with a kid. I don't. I just worry that the kid wouldn't survive me because I, I just... I mean, I worry for their well-being, and I don't want to be responsible for the well-being for very long, um, in case I get it wrong. Oh, my I would argue, in this instance, fuck that kid. Just <laughs> <laughs> love me with my three-year-old. I, I would trust you with a child. I love, I love kids. I think it, I absolutely love spending time with kids, but it's just the idea of being solely responsible yeah. for the well-being of another human being under the age of ten terrifies me. You know, Who's trying to sacrifice you? Children's birthdays are celebrated not because the child is getting a year older, it's because the parents have kept them alive for another year. That's, that's, that's why. Basically, a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, to quote one of the greatest philosophers of, of the modern age, Beyonce, say my name, say my name. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. That was very uh, good. We have some comments as well. Coral, no, kid! Bree, he the stranger. Maybe it's a new friend. He's stuck with the creepy kid. Linda, uh, Lydia, sorry. Uh, babysit a creepy kid and help them be creepier. Yeah, Ooh. show them some horror movies. That's disturb the shit out of them. That's a good idea. Yeah, Annie, idea. 14 year old me, had to babysit, hence choosing to be child free. And Drew, I think I could handle the creepy child because it seems more creepy to have a stranger whispering my name. Hmm. And Sharon, creepy kid, the small enough to throw towards the whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> sacrificing yeah, the kid this time. Yeet the kid, but you can't yeet the whisper. Yeet the kid. <laughs> you can't yeet a whisper. Dawn Curtis gets 2023. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do our last would you rather question. <sighs> Oh, would you rather be R or not Afric? Mm. Sorry this for the This is a tricky one too because you either have to trick somebody to being essentially trapped in royal duties for their entire life or to just devouring people, but at least you get a good meal. Oh, Maybe that, that one. That one. I like food. I like food. I like food. That one. Also, I like the idea of dragging someone up a chimney into my watery realm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, a I think thousand so. times yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly you as well, because you are currently an Avag, so... Yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. Not the beaver crocodile version, though, so, so thank funny. goodness. 
If you guys Shame. Google a bank, you'd get the cutest, funniest pictures of half a beaver, half a crocodile. <laughs> They're <laughs> precious. I'm just glad yours was much creepier. I oh, want to case, that's my answer. Can I do the cute, creepy crocodile beaver version? Like, that's my answer to the question. Yeah, I'm gonna no. <laughs> like, you think you've summoned this horrible demon and I just pop up like, hello, I just want to know. Depends if you get the beaver in the front or the beaver oh, in yeah. the back. Oh, yeah. Uh, which fits the crocodile. Yeah, I think I the crocodile is usually the front and the be with a beaver tail. So it's essentially a crocodile with a beaver tail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, still going for that. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be the crocodile beaver. That's fine. That's my answer. I, I maintain. I stick with it. Oh, okay, Kat. What about you? Yeah, I think I would also be the avank. Um, sharp teeth. Eat what you like. Go where you want. Drag people up to you know watery chimney deaths. Um, that's really all I want in life. <laughs> yeah, valid. That's all any of us ever want. Um, Rosie, are you being a beaver crocodile too? I mean, when you put it like that, how can I do it? As long as I, instead of we split the beaver and crocodile down the middle, like head tail, we go like down the middle. <laughs> like beaver, one side crocodile. I feel like that's way more horrific. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want the option where I get my own watery realm. Mm. Because, you How know, you do both? it could be great. You could do landscaping, hold <laughs> court, you know, get them to make little underwater villavons for you. It'd be great. And then you just eat stuff. Restore coral reef, you know, do some good for the world. Oh, <laughs> you know. that's amazing. Creep people out in old houses by making it like damper on the walls and be like, ha, you just painted that spot, have an annoying damp patch, <laughs> you know, and then just and, and and then yeah, drag them up the chimney. That's great. So basically, like, we can blame you for the current weather situation because that's happening right now across the country. I know, mm. I just painted my wall and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> We just moved not that long ago, so we're discovering all of the fun little damp patches. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. No. All right, um, is there anyone behind your wall? Did you check? Yeah. I mean, I knocked, and somebody knocked back, and then I remembered it's a terraced house. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, it was just my neighbor. Yeah. You see, that's Probably. one of the creepiest things for me something in walls. I do not like things in walls. Yeah. Well, they're okay if they stay in the wall. So if they decide to reach out of the wall with weird plasticated hands. There was, a there was a movie that I watched when I was too young to watch it, when I, like, single digits, and it had a witch in a wall, and I cannot remember what this movie was, but it was freaking terrifying. And there was a witch in the wall, and that... that I watched Child's Play, laughed. You know, all those original old-school horrors, fine. But this freaking witch and it's freaking wall scared the shit out of me and it's like ever since then nah, I, don't, I can't I do not like things on walls I need to know what that film was it rings a bell I mm. if I could if I knew what it was I would rewatch it just to see if it still creeped me out and it probably would and I'll probably laugh at it instead but yeah <laughs> do not like things on walls uh, did you answer this one Claire uh, uh munchins and scrunchins I'm yeah. in it for the food. Okay, okay, good. Do we We've have got, any comments? We do, we do. Uh, Sharon, oh, that's a creepy kid. 
Uh, Bree's going to yeet the child. So I should have had that one in there. Sharon is going to be uh, the queen of the underworld. Ofs, of course. Bree, make me the ruler of the underworld. Friend of all the ghosties. And Drew, I want to be the cute beaver buddy. I feel like <laughs> if you're going to be the, the ruler of the underworld, you're going to have a, a beaver buddy. I mean, yeah. yeah. With XT, though. With you the bullavons, yeah. the underwater bullavons. With the underwater <laughs> bullavons. Master, would you like a bullavant? <laughs> yeah, I can have. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so that was the end of Would You Rather. And now we've got a couple of other questions. And like, this is taking an... We've already been at this for like an hour. So we might have to cut some of our millions of questions short. Um, but we do need to know, Amy, how was it? curating your anthology and everyone else how did you react when you were asked to participate it was so good um it started as a text message Mia and I message each other nearly every day and I just said hey have you ever thought oh, I think Mia said like we should write a book together and I was like I've always wanted to do an anthology should we do that and Mia was like me writing a YA horror story sure why not you know that's not exactly what she's known for turns out she's terrifying at it terrifyingly good um, and it was so nice, like literally the reactions of everybody was just really positive and excited. Me and um, our two agents all tried to like dampen my excitement a little because I tend to get carried away and they were like, it might not get published, anthologies are hard to sell, you know, just manage your expectations. I was like, it will, it will, look at the people we've got, it's going to be great. And I was right, you know, I told you so in a big way, I feel. Um, and then the stories just kept rolling in and Mia and I read them as they arrived and we got the pictures initially, which is what we sold the anthology on. And then when the stories arrived, they were all just so good. It was so exciting. Like, you know, can you imagine telling one of your friends, actually, you need to work on it? Like nobody, nobody had to have an awkward conversation. It was so great. And oh, then seeing it as a book, like I read them in bits and then I got to when it was put together, um, that first read through was just amazing. And um, we'd figured out kind of an abstract order um scholastic gave an order and then we moved a couple of stories around we wanted rosie's first we just decided that that would be a good a good note to start on um and we put i did we put yours together dawn and cat i think we were like there was a certain like welsh thread through those that we wanted to follow um so we moved a couple and we put synthesis at the end we that was the main three things that mia and i changed um so yeah it was just really fun like the whole idea of working with a group of our friends normally you write a book on your own and it's quite you know you you lament stuff to your friends like Rosie and I have both been in like editing on repeat for this whole year and I mean and it's nice to have those shared conversations but it's not the same as actually like we've produced this thing together and we sit and get to talk about it together it's just a really lovely thing I don't think I quite realized how amazing it was going to be to sit and do events with my friends like about this thing we've made together it's it's just really lovely all of it I'll show them now I really love doing this anthology <laughs> Um, so, Rosie, since yours was first, like, how did you feel about that? Well, it was, I never expected my my story to even be in an anthology. You know, I had such an unusual publishing journey. So I think I was the last author to come on board. I, I think 16 Sold had just been picked up by Scholastic and published. And I had a, mess, a very excited message in my inbox from Amy saying, like, so I know it's a bit late notice, but would you be interested? And I was like, Yes, I am incredibly flattered. And I feel like I was a little bit at an advantage because obviously everybody else had kind of written their pictures. So to give me a sense of what the anthology was going to be, I did get to read everybody's pictures before I came up with mine. And so I was just reading through these pictures. I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to read these stories. They are going to be incredible. And then I had a little bit of like imposter syndrome and 
and was like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? But it was so much fun writing something just unexpected because and, and different from from other projects. It's kind of like this fun little break from all the other stress of being on deadline to just do this wonderful like adventure horror anthology. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah. You were such a trooper, Rosie, as well. Like everything, like we'd all done stuff and Rosie, but it was like, oh, can you write a pitch like really quickly, like tomorrow or whatever? And like a story, can you write it super quickly too? And Rosie would just like kept churning it all out. She was great. Um, yeah, because I think when I had the idea, it was so, so like embarrassingly long ago. It took us so long to pull this thing together. Um, and Rosie's book wasn't even, I, I think you were still probably writing it and like didn't know what it was going to be at that point. So like Rosie didn't even, Sorry, Rosie, but you like didn't factor into my original decision making. And then as we were putting the final list together, we got this one space and we were like, oh, who? And I went, Rosie, please, can we have Rosie? Uh, and luckily she said yes. And the rest is history. That's amazing. So did everyone write new stories? Yep. Nobody Everybody dusted off anything old? Nope. Everybody. <sighs> we gave them a very brief thing that Mia wrote very beautifully. It was like you could write a local legend, something, something. And it was very like very very open and we and it just said at the end we want you to scare us and rosie was <laughs> remember you said like challenge accepted i'm gonna really try and scare you um and i think that that's just what everybody did i like the fact that everybody lent into what they were really interested in like i think you can open any of the stories and get a real flavor of what what the author's about like even people like rachel whose story is totally different from what she writes quite often you just still get to see so much of her flair and like louis it's her first ya story um and it's, you just get such a taste of Louis' like personality as a writer and a humor and a playfulness. I just think everybody did a great job. So which of the stories kind of like creeped you out then? If you, if you, if the, if you were being spooked as they were coming through, was there anyone that stood out that you were like, oh no. I have no. to say, I was sitting in my living room reading Cats and looking at my glass doors like, Cat, you've just ruined my house for me. <laughs> Like, and I, because I, I used to be a babysitter too, and I did have those moments of really sitting there on my own and being really creeped out and hearing a noise and thinking it's the child and going up and it isn't the child. You're like, oh shit, what is this noise? Um, and go around the house trying to work it out. So I've been there. So I think I really just put myself in that situation. And I do, that's a real sweet spot for me stories that are very grounded in reality with this just step in another direction. It like, I loved all of the stories, but that one I think messed with my head the most because I just could really put myself in it as that babysitter. So I'm so pleased. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you would be, Kat. I just knew. Like, <laughs> you're happy when people, you're new scare people. That's like, you're, you know. Re, I well, don't know. It, I think you and Dawn sorry? are so similar in that regard. I think it, this is a nice, like, grouping the four of us because I think that like you two are both known for being really scary and you did that. And not, I mean, personally, I'm in what you create. And then Rosie and I have this like cozy dimension to our writing too. So I think I think this was a nice selection fictional hangover. You did very well, like the kind of types of horror that we go for. I feel like that's a challenge accepted for Rosie to be a bit more creepy in the future. Oh, she as well. terrified with a short story she terrified me. It has to be sad. Like I was really, really scared and there's bits where they're running through the woods. Like at one bit I did because my heart was really racing. I just had to pause and like and then pick it back up and carry on, which I think is a good sign that you actually gave me a, a visceral reaction. Okay, so Kat, if Amy was scared by yours, which one did you kind of go, oh no, oh, heebies and jeebies? Yeah, um, 
I got a little something out of every single one, I have to say. It was a really scary collection, and I was so pleased when I read them all, and I was like, yes. <laughs> I was so glad to be a part of it. Um, I think two spring to mind, other than ours, um, Cynthia's with the creepy, waxworky type uh, mannequin. That freaked me out. Mannequins are generally quite weird anyway, so that story did. And also um, Mel's, the one with the, the flowers, St. Clover. Um, anything mm. sort of choking on something that's not supposed to be in your windpipe generally is a freak out point for me. So, yeah, that one definitely did scare me a bit. Yeah. Dawn, you put people in walls. Can anything in this anthology give you the creeps? <laughs> It, I, mostly they just intrigued me and made me want more. I remember I was actually reading Amy's and thinking, this is so unfair. Like, I want a full book. Like, God damn you, Amy. Can you write this, please? I want more. I want more rooms with creepy things. I want I more want characters. It. And also, I want more of the house. The house was so interesting. I have a thing with houses anyway, and also a thing with teeth, same as Amanda. <laughs> I really um, want to write like a flash forward and backwards of how this family got into this situation because some of it, I like, mean, I don't really know. I'd have to dig a little bit deeper to find out. I only know for this, like, what's actually, I know a little bit more than is in the story, but not a lot. Mm. I would like to dig. I think they're all of them, Dawn, you're right. Like, literally, all of them I could see just with a little bit of fleshing out. Like, yeah. But also, you could do like a Mina esque group of friends mm. where the stakes get higher because maybe one of them doesn't come out. Quite right, or like, and also the the history of the house. Maybe they can learn where this all started from because we don't really know how this began. So I was really intrigued by that. Oh, thanks! Please write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please, please. Nodding, like, if you all want more, like, I'm just going to show this to Scholastic and just say, look, please. Yes, <laughs> people want it. Oh, people caught away. Fictional hangover. Very portable. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, what about you? What was the creepiest story for you? Okay, so I apologise quickly for my distractedness. My cat is being a dick. <laughs> Scratching on new sofa. She's being very naughty. And I, so I just threw my socks at her. So sorry about that. Um, it, it did not deter in the slightest. This Captain Haddock, she's a knob. And <laughs> um, I love her, but she is. Um, but, so I, again, I think there's something really unsettling about every single one of the stories. And... The ones that weren't, I think there were some that I actually found like fun unsettling. Um, but the the one that kind of made me go was the St. Clover. And I think with St. Clover, it's because it was the inevitability of it. That with, with some of the stories, there was this hope, right? You're, you're reading through and you're thinking, but maybe, maybe they'll escape. Maybe something else will happen. And then with St. Clover, you, you learn very quickly that she was doomed from the moment she spoke. She was doomed. And nothing she did after that would have saved her. And that felt so chilling. And then, and also how um, it changed her behavior and how she started to fade to people around her. So, you know, she ended up not even fighting back. She just accepted that fate of kind of lying down and, and being still. And so it had all these threads of losing your sense of self, losing your ability to defend yourself both mentally and physically and then yet anything like I think ever since I read House of Hollow I just love anything to do with creepy rotting flowers and girls that kind of just vibes for me so yeah I think that was the story I was like oh okay 
I mean, maybe I shan't read this one before back again. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a trend right now, or I feel like in the past couple of years in publishing, like every creepy book has a creepy face being devoured by flowers. Which I'm not mad about, and I no. actually decided I'm rearranging my bookshelves when I move all my books to this new house, and I'm gonna have just have my creepy girl shelf, and it's <sighs> just gonna be all the books I have with creepy girls yeah. on the cover, because that should just be a genre. Yes, right. I think we actually cover. have a book theme next year. We do purely on those covers. We do. Yeah. We do. I think the first book I saw with that creepy flower thing was Wilder Girls. Oh, that one was good. Oh, yeah. And um, and Horrid by Katrina Leno. Oh, yeah. I think that came out. Yeah, that one's really good too, though. Yeah. And even back in the day, like, I feel like I know it's not flowers, but Saw Kill Girls with the moths. Mm -hmm. was yeah. Very, kind of yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I recreated both of those Saw Kill Girls and Wilder Girls. It's so funny. <laughs> They're just so recreatable. <laughs> Oh, okay. So um, I think we should, some of our other questions that we had planned to ask, we've really already covered throughout our Would You Rathers and just our discussion about each of your stories. So I really think that we should just move on and talk about Halloween for a little bit and see what scary movies everyone has been watching recently. Um, Kat, what have you, have you watched anything good? I have. I've been watching quite a few uh, scary Halloween horror films lately. Um, last night I went to see Five Nights at Freddy's and I really loved it. I, I went in with such low expectations, but I really like Josh Hutchison anyway as an actor. I think he's fantastic because he can play sort of creepy roles, but also funny roles really well. And both skill sets kind of came into this one and the animatronic creatures in freddy's were just brilliant and scary as hell there were some loose threads there but i imagine they're gonna do a sequel so i didn't mind too much um and the night before that i watched talk to me which is just come on netflix in the uk with the the mummified hand so if you hold it and say talk to me you're then speaking to a spirit and you let it in and it's like not a good spirit so yeah yeah that was really scary so enjoyed that one. Oh, that one was so good. I haven't seen Five Nights at Freddy's, but the way it looks like and the way people describe it, it sounds like um I think it's called Willy's Wonderland with Nick Cage. Has anybody seen that? <laughs> you should all go watch that. Like I don't think he says a word in the entire movie, but he's just bashing the shit out of monsters in an old arcade. So Everyone needs it's to go not and watch quite that. that. Five Nights at Freddy's actually make like makes you care. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird, but yeah. it's actually for once a very good um, game adaptation to movie. Mm. It's for mm. you know this is such a rare thing. But I saw it yesterday and it was it was fun. It was inoffensive. It was obvious. But it was a trip. <laughs> it was a really fun watch. Yeah. Anybody else watch anything good lately? I went to see The Nun too, and that was just unintentionally funny. I was just laughing in the cinema the whole time. So not scary. 
Or not scary. scary at all, no. <laughs> I found the first one scary, I loved it, but the second one is just so funny. You could probably play a drinking game with it. It's that kind of funny. Ooh, I need to watch that one. I rewatched The Witch recently. <gasps> just because it's so perfect and it's so slow burn and I love the costumes and I love everything cinematically about it. And I know it's not everybody's favorites because some people find it too slow. But oh. I love that sense of creeping dread. Me too. Um, and every still is like an oil painting. The cinematography in that film is so gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. <sighs> and Rosie and I are on the same vibe. <laughs> no I'm one I'm halfway through Talk To Me. I started Talk To Me earlier this evening, actually. So I'm well, about a third of the way in. Mm. And I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm hopefully going to finish it tonight, maybe. We'll see. Um, depends on how late it gets and how scared. Okay. I'll okay. tell you what movie I watched, Amanda, that I know somebody here probably still hasn't watched, even though it was a homework that we've already given them several times. <laughs> the Frighteners. Where are you watching it? Because I've literally... It's on it. Amazon, IME. Get yourself okay. in there and watch okay, it. Okay, I'll pay for it. I'm it's cheap. So I, keep, good. I keep trying to watch it for free. I will pay for it for you. I will Fictional pay. Hangover will pay for you to watch <laughs> The Frighteners. <laughs> No, that should be my Halloween film, really. I was just sitting here feeling sorry for myself because, I mean, I've probably complained to all of you about this before. The only time of day that I write is in the evening, which is also my TV time. And my TV time this year has been so minimal because editing the anthology and then this other thing I've said, I'm having to really carefully not talk about. Um, it isn't anything yet. Um, so it's a good thing. I, I think um, it broke up when I was just nearly talking about something that I don't want to talk about yet. So that's fine. <laughs> the internet helped me um so yeah so i basically edited three things this year and i would just think that i was going to get a break and then the other one would come back um so yeah. it's i, know I just had time so nothing scary i, I was just going to show you all i'm reading this book at the minute so it's Ooh. quite short that's the reason, main reason i picked it up i've not read any rachel harrison books before i wouldn't say it's super scary it's clusters horror but it's about it's four stories and it's about different aspects of sort of being a woman and it's things like there's a bachelorette party um there's um this like just different stuff to do with different aspects of um what it is to be a woman um and they're really good stories um Ooh. quite creepy one is um a girl who doesn't know how to make decisions um and she gets this magic eight ball from a creepy flea market and lets it make her decisions for her um so it's kind of, it's fun in places, it's dark in places. So yeah, mainly I've been reading good creepy stuff. I also read 12 Bones recently, which was excellent. That was my first spooky season read. And one of the only things I've managed to read this month. So I managed to get my rosy fix in. Um, but yeah, sadly, there's no no scary TV or films really this year. Apart from, I did start watching Goosebumps, but I'm watching it in so small, such small doses that I think we've watched about two episodes. And it's quite good. I'm enjoying it on the Disney Channel, wherever it is, the new mm. the new Goosebumps series. TV wise, has anybody been watching Interview with the Vampire, the new BBC series? Because I, I watched the whole watch thing it. and loved it. It's on my list of things. I really need to watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's so 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 good. I really loved it, and I'm glad they're getting the second season. Oh, yeah. that's good. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited for the second season. I just think. They did such justice to the world and the characters, but they still did their own thing with it, but not so much their own thing that you kind of get annoyed that it's so far from the book. It's not unrecognisable at all. It's that perfect balance between this is something fresh, but also very much recognisable from the source material. It's cinematically beautiful. The script is beautiful. The acting is incredible. 
Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Honestly, I'm hoping it gets a second series because I'm. It's just. It is. It's a state it of. Is. It is. Thank goodness, because yeah. it's just TV series is like. I don't have a lot of time to watch TV, and I don't want to invest myself into something that is not going to continue. And oh, thank goodness, I'll watch it for the second series. What about what we do in the shadows? Oh, yeah, the, the, the fifth that. season's just come oh. onto Disney. I can finally watch it. I'm so happy. I'm so <laughs> Again, I haven't had time to watch it. Here. It's not, again, I've got this real long list of stuff that I want to watch. Generally, it's vampire things. So, yeah, what we do in the shadows, into vampire. I'm just, eventually, I won't be editing a book, I hope. Um, I also want to keep editing books. So, yeah, it's a bit of a vicious cycle right now. <laughs> all vampires all the time. All vampires yeah. all the time, yes. That's all fictional mm. hangover is. <laughs> uh, uh, so, what's everyone's Halloween plans? Anybody do doing anything fun? Editing? No, no I'm doing a book <laughs> event, so it's editing peripheral. But yeah, I'm doing an event with loads of cool authors, Laura Stephen and um, Ravina Gran and Mia and um, Tommy, who wrote oh, this book. It's somewhere. I'm, I'm reading it. I'm trying to read all their books before Tuesday and failing miserably. So yeah, on Halloween night, I'm in Nottingham doing a book event. So that'd be nice. Mm. A bit ah, different. The Changing Man. Thank you, Kev. I'm so bad at book names. <laughs> Anybody else it's really, Halloween's on a Tuesday. It's like, you know, open the I, door to children who are going to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> I really hope we get some trick-or-treaters. I bought lots of sweets and uh, we went. I've, I've got pumpkins that I still need to carve, but I also really need to finish up my edits on my next project. So it's going to be simultaneously trying to carve pumpkins, get all my work done, and maybe make pumpkin pie. Because Ooh. I love pumpkin pie. So mm. I did get enough edible ones. I can make some pumpkin pie. Oh, well. That's good. Um, yeah. But next year, we haven't decorated very much because we've just moved in. But next year, I want to go all out. Some of the houses in our area have really gone for it. So mm. I want to plan ahead. Will I? I don't know. We'll see if I have the time. But I will try. Um, I've just finished reading Maeve Fly. And um, if you haven't read that one, she's got some very good Halloween decorations. So if you need some inspiration, you should you should read Mayfly. Okay. Yeah. CJ Lee, you need to read that one. Is is it gonna get me arrested? <laughs> well, yes. it depends. I mean, how good are you? I mean, wait, how much arts and craft are involved? Because I love arts and crafts, and we'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be okay. okay. I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> that was such a good book, though. I've got it. Up, I've got it upstairs on my Halloween stack. Um, We're covering that next month as well, aren't we, Amanda? We are. We are talking about that one next month. And there's just one chapter that I am really excited to talk about when we get to it. So I can't wait. I'm adding it to my list as we speak. It's endorsed by Josh Winning. When he, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago, he mm -hmm. that was his one recommendation to read. And it's like, yes, we're covering it. We're very yeah, excited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've heard All Josh like how good it was. It's definitely on my list as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that pretty much brings us to the end, unless anyone has any other, you know, fun Halloween things that you want to talk about you've got coming up. I've just got edits as well, and mum's coming over for dinner, so maybe I'll try and make some kind of 
blood stew. Mm. <laughs> I'll just we'll be, be watching more scary films, so it's just another same old, same old evening in my Sleep. house, basically. Why? I would argue as authors, aren't edits like the scariest thing? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's you know, it's, it's fully yeah. within the season. The blank page is the scariest thing. <laughs> yeah, it's all scary. Blank page and deadline. Deadline. Ooh. I mean, it just sounds creepy. It's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, does anyone have anything that you are excited about that you can tell us about? I know everyone's being very hush hush right now, but is there anything? exciting that anyone can tell us before we end this live episode of fictional hangover well blood on the wind is coming out <gasps> very soon and also i think amanda and i are talking about secret plans for something but i won't talk about that because i like keeping secrets <laughs> <laughs> when is it coming out Don? december so and actually i should release the cover pretty soon it's so amazing i might just send it to you guys so you can see it but yeah i've seen it and it is amazing absolutely i've seen ideas so i need to see it and then also the madness my adult debut in may oh. and i can't believe that it's so soon but yeah yay yay exciting stuff we get two dome books. That's very exciting. That's very, very exciting. <laughs> Anybody else have anything you can talk about? Mina and the Cults coming out in April. So the third book, we've just released the cover, which I'm really Yay. excited about. I managed to get all the characters, all the main characters are on this cover. Um, so yeah, I'm excited that the trilogy is kind of, or is reaching the conclusion I've been working towards. Um, so yes, that's fun. And I don't know, I don't I think nothing's mega mega secret it's just things i'm working on and i don't tend to talk about stuff when i'm working on it so yeah that's that's the, the only thing i'll say at this point mm. can't wait for that one to wrap up i'm so excited to see what happens and to see if fictional hangover makes it into this book at all <laughs> probably i'm sure i'll something from you at this point maybe me will say i've still not watched the frighteners and jared don't hit her over the head with a book like why have you not watched it it was released in 1996 amy it's perfect oh, no. it's so perfect for so, you honestly it's like made for you so many things were released like just after i said the book I was, I was really disappointed like buffy the series uh scream yeah. was too late um Lots of stuff I couldn't reference, but I needed it needed to be that particular point to match up with the the most violent part of New Orleans history and Interview with Vampire just coming out. So I had to stick to my guns with that one and say, yeah, I made the right I'm, decision. I'm but yeah, quite so. sure Amy will pine, uh, Mina will pine for a Michael J. Fox spooky movie. And oh, <laughs> what do you know? The next year. Oh yeah, oh, she there it is. I mean, I could go Teen Wolf, I suppose. I don't think I've referenced. <laughs> oh, maybe I could just get a little Michael J. Fox reference in there for you. You need to. <laughs> uh, the only project I have that I can talk about is Phantom Hearts, which is the graphic novel that I'm working on, which is my my deadline is for right now. We're doing the final little round of edits before the artist uh, gets involved. Uh, that yeah, that is supposed to be released. September 24. Um, so fingers crossed we could hit all of our deadlines on time. But it's a kind of, it's more contemporary but with a spooky twist. Ooh. So it's a, it's a sort of murder mystery about a 
mysterious bus crash that tragically kills four students and puts the protagonist's father, who was the bus driver, in hospital very unwell. And to prove her father's innocence, uh, she starts investigating the crash. She's sure that one of the students had a secret worth killing for and that the bus Ooh. yeah, sabotaged. And luckily, she seems to start seeing the ghosts of the deceased or some of the deceased students who are helping remember their past and unravel the mysteries around what happened. So it's more contemporary themed because they're all dealing with their contemporary stuff. But obviously, there are ghosts because... She and this is a graphic it. novel? It's a graphic novel, yeah. Oh, yeah. saw my bag. Yeah, so I'm having a really good time. It's a completely different thing to write, to writing don't, prose novel. So, yeah. Don't forget new release. And Twelve Bones, yeah, of course, that just came out. My second book baby is out in the world. Yay. My Amanda, copy that's your copy. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was like, I don't, I don't have one yet. I'm sorry. That, that's your copy. Mine's on the shelf. Thank you. Everybody has to hug it because it represents the most stress I've ever been in my life. Like just, just writing it as quickly as I did, it was very hard. <laughs> and but the good news is I never have to write a second book ever again because I've done that now. Yay! I have to say, writing book three hasn't been easy. The writing book two, sorry oh, to break that to you, that. but. Yeah, me, don't curse things. So That's Don's job. For me, I'm sure it will be fine for everybody else. For me, I found continuing a trilogy, second and third book, was still difficult. And we'll just have to resort to sacrifice. To yeah, it'll be fine. You know, make sure the next project comes into the world far more easily than previous. <laughs> I mean, and there's nothing a good blood sacrifice won't cure. That's yeah, funny enough what one of these stories is about. You need to read this book. There's a blood I think I have it. I'm pretty sure I have it upstairs on my massive Halloween pile. I think you'd like it. Kat, what um, about you? Do you have anything exciting? I have things that I'm not allowed to talk about because they haven't yet been announced, but there's something to be announced. So Yay! at least there's something coming. Yay. I also have um, another anthology that I had a story in this year that came out a couple of months ago. It was my first middle grade horror story and it was in an anthology called Read Scream. That beautiful thing there that Claire is holding up with the sprayed edges. Can you see those? I've got two mines upstairs. So yeah, why I mean, are I was... all of your beautiful books in the UK, why do they all have sprayed edges? That's not a thing here. Because the UK are whores for a sprayed edge. Yeah, we don't do a hardback, or very rarely do a hardback, but we do a spread. Yeah, and I love a good hardback, though, so I guess I've got that going for me. Mm -hmm. I love a hardback, too. <sighs> okay, well, our last thing that we always ask everyone to do is share where you can be found on social media. Dawn, where can we find you? I'm at Dawn Kertigich pretty much everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or X. Thread, the Blue Sky app, everywhere. YouTube. Um, Kat, what about you? I'm Kat Ellis Wrights everywhere except for x because i've been on that the longest and i just had the username lcat el underscore kat but i don't tweet much so just find me elsewhere as cat ellis writes rosie you've got um, yours right there on your face yes, uh, so merrichild which has um absolutely nothing to do with books 
and so it tells you nothing about what I do. Uh, but I am Mary Child on social media. My preferred social media are Instagram and TikTok. But I am also on X, as I think it's supposed to call it now. But again, I don't X that often. Is that what you're supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> they do something like that. I, I haven't updated. It's still Twitter on my phone. I've, I refuse to press the update button. So you can I, just I sort of, I'll, Yeah, I'll, I'll sneak on and I'll do a little flurry. And I do check my messages on there. So um, yeah, you can get contact with me that way. And I have a website as well, which is just rosytalbot.co.uk, I think. Um, but I've got lots of free stuff for 16 Souls on there. Mm. If you fancy some artwork and maps and general chaos, amazing and amy what about you so like rosie i still have um like a previous username before i was an author so i've got uh, ya under my skin which was my blogger name i don't have a blog anymore um i think you can probably still find it out there if you really want to um so that's my twitter and instagram and then i'm amy mccall author on tiktok and i also have a youtube channel which is just my name so that's easy to find Awesome. Okay. Well, um, that is it for this live episode of Fictional Hangover. Thanks for joining us so much, everyone. We love a Halloween episode and you guys just made it amazing this year. Um, I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss WizKit, An Adventure Overdue by Tanya J. Scott. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise. And become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com. Follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fictionalhangover. And uh, we don't use Twitter anymore, but we are on TikTok. If you like this episode, check out our others and be sure to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, a special thanks to all of our wonderful guests for joining us this Halloween. And everybody in the comments, Happy Halloween, everyone! Yay! Thank you! Thank you! Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.